What's up, guys? Welcome. Coming to you live from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Your host, David Chandra. And your host, Jill Patel. I hope you guys are staying safe and doing well and having a fantastic day. Uh, we have a brand new episode today featuring a fellow show colleague of mine, Kelly Fahey. And um, a fun fact about Kelly is that she is a uh, U of I alum, just like me. So, Kelly, introduce yourself to our listeners. All right. Thanks for having me on, Jill and David. Uh, my name's Kelly. I was born and raised in the Chicagoland area. Like Jill said, I went to the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign for my undergrad, and now I'm a second-year student at the Shoal College of Podiatric Medicine. Yeah, it's great to have you on, Kelly. I'm super excited for today's episode. Um, before we get started, uh, I have a fun fact for our listeners, um, actually sponsored by Kelly today. Um, it's something that we learned in our derm class last week uh, that fungus can spread from your nails to your skin and from your skin to your nails. So it's important that if you have a fungal nail infection or a fungal skin infection that you treat both and not just one or the other. Um, yeah. 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 Not just a fun fact. It's a real fact. Cause I'm a, I'm an actual person who has that situation, had that situation actually going on. So not just a fun fact, but a real fact that uh, we podiatrists, future podiatrists have to take care of. So thanks for that, Jill. Actually, thanks for that, Kelly. So, <laughs> Yeah, no problem. Okay, so Kelly, what have you been up to um, this, these past couple weeks, even like before school started? How, how was your three-week summer break? Um, tell us about how your first week of summer term's going. Um, yeah. Yeah, so summer break went really well. I was back at home with my family and able to enjoy a little extra free time. Um, I'm working on my running endurance, so I've been outdoors, running around my neighborhood, trying to uh, just build that up. And I also started summer research. Um, so at Shoal, we have a summer research program that runs uh, typically eight weeks, and then this summer we extended it to 12 weeks due to the the current situation um, with COVID. Um, but yeah, and then we had a smooth transition into our second year classes. Uh, last week, we started dermatology and pharmacology. So finally getting into some of those clinical classes and being able to apply some knowledge that we're learning. Yeah, I agree. It's definitely been interesting. I mean, a lot more interesting than our first year classes, I would say. So, um, but Tell us a little bit about um, your research that you've been doing and how maybe COVID affected that or didn't affect it um, and how, what got you into research as well. Yeah, so I guess we can uh, start and go back to what got me into research. Um, down at the University of Illinois, there's a, it's a Big Ten school, so there's a lot of research labs, a lot of opportunities to get involved. Um, and I had initially joined a lab at the veterinary medicine um, clinic down there. So I um, was just doing basic uh, bench work and spent about a couple months there, probably like six months, um, decided that the lab wasn't quite the right fit for me, um, but I still wanted to keep up with some of the um, academics that we were doing in the lab. So I had the idea to start a journal club actually um, wow. so, yeah, I gathered uh, a few of my friends and we just decided we're going to make this a 
bio science journal club. We could talk about whatever we want, any major, um, and really just made it from the ground up. Um, we had faculty come in and talk about their different research labs. Um, we did different journals every week. So we had like a DNA nanotechnology one. Um, and that's kind of where my love for research fostered. Yeah. Be constraints. We could just um, learn on our own and, and get going in that way. That sounds like an awesome club that I wish I would have been able to be a part of if I would have known about it back then in the day. But um, yeah, so tell us a little bit about the research you're doing now and um, then like how COVID has affected that or not. Yeah, for sure. So um, at Shoal, we have an NIH-sponsored research program. Um, so there's about 12 students and typically... Um, each student does an independent project, so they're able to do their own data collection, um, work one-on-one -on -one with a faculty mentor, and really get in the nitty-gritty of it. Um, this year, due to COVID-19, we're not able to meet on campus, um, but it was really great. Our faculty came together and kind of created a new program for us where we could um, look at data sets again and do secondary analyses. Um, we can look at existing research. So some of us are doing systematic reviews and meta-analyses. Um, it's been a really great learning experience. We're all still connecting on Zoom um, and just kind of learning as we go. I have a quick question yeah. before Jill hops in. So I know you mentioned COVID. I know you mentioned research and everything. I know in podiatry, there's something known as COVID toes. You guys heard about that? Yes. Are you guys doing? Yeah, any, I've heard are you about guys it. are you guys planning to do any research on COVID toes and how that affects the foot and ankle? No. Not, perso not personally, David. I mean, I'm not. I, I am not involved in research just yet. At least, um, I don't know if Kelly has heard about it or if there has been any ongoing research about it at all. Well, if Have I, you? well, if anything, I think Kelly should start it though. Once, once she's done with her, like, actual research. Yeah, if, if there's anyone that could do it, I think it would be Kelly. She's got the initiative. I mean, she started that, that club back in undergrad. So, there you hey, go. who knows? Exactly. So. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> we'll sponsor you. Don't worry. We got you. Okay. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, I know that. So, Kelly, you're also involved with the ICC, and you're on the podiatry panel, um, which, by the way, I love the ICC. It I only, before COVID happened, I only got one opportunity to volunteer there and it was amazing. Like I wanted, after that day, I actually signed up for like three other shifts and I was like, I, I want to keep going back. But sadly that didn't get to happen in my case, but I'm looking forward to next year. Um, tell us a little bit about the ICC at Shoal and um, what it's like being on the IHU panel, like responsibilities that you may have and things like that. Sure. So um, just a little background. The ICC is our clinic right next door on campus. Um, and it's kind of an interprofessional community where students can come in and learn from a few of the providers there. We see real patients um, that are uninsured and are coming in for a variety of different reasons. Um, we have a general health clinic, um, a podiatry clinic, and that's usually where I'm helping out at and Jill's volunteered at. Um, and so there's a whole lot going on there. Um, on the podiatry panel, our duties are pretty much to just oversee the podiatry panel nights, um, or I'm sorry, the podiatry clinic nights. So um, we make sure all the students are organized in groups. 
and everything's kind of moving along in a timely manner because we don't want patients um, waiting in the waiting room for way too long. So, nice, nice. Yeah. That's a big responsibility. <laughs> what made you take on that responsibility? Or did you, did you always want to do something like that when you came into podiatry school? Um, you know, my mom is a nurse practitioner, and so okay. I've been able to hear some of her clinical experiences, but, you know, during undergrad and during shadowing, I never really got any hands-on um, learning, mm -hmm. even just, you know, knowing how a typical doctor's appointment goes. I mean, you go to the doctor yourself and you have that perspective, yeah. but it's a whole different story to be on the other side. Right. Um, so I knew I kind of wanted to just dip my toes in and get a little bit comfortable in that For setting. Sure. For sure. No, that's awesome that you took up that responsibility because not everyone is fit for that spot. You know, uh, I think it's something that you need to want to do. And you need to want to like be part of to make a difference in that position that you're in. So I'm glad that you're doing that. It's uh, it's cool. It's something different that we don't actually have at Kent. So it's something different that I'm hearing about from you guys at show. So yeah, I honestly think it's so it's like an amazing opportunity that we have at show to get involved in the clinic so early on. Um, actually, I definitely think that played a part in why I chose show as well. Um, what about you, Kelly? What are some reasons that, you know, Shoal stood out to you or why you picked Shoal um, compared to other schools if you did apply to other schools? Yeah, um, so I did know that I wanted to stay in the Midwest and it came down to whether I would go to Shoal or um, Des Moines. Mm -hmm. And I ended up choosing Shoal for a variety of reasons. Um, Definitely up there on the list was that I'm from the Chicagoland area and I would be able to commute um, to campus. And then mm -hmm. another big factor that played into it, um, like you, Jill, coming from a Big Ten school, like I knew I wanted the um, larger community to have like a variety of resources available. I know Kareen touched on this um, a couple of weeks ago, but just having that interprofessional environment was something that mm -hmm. I was looking for as well. And um, when I in, went on my interview day, it just kind of checked all the boxes and um, here I am, you know. <laughs> so do you commute well, from home right now or do you do you stay on campus? Yeah, so I do commute from home right now. Okay. Um, which has taken some getting used to, I'll say. Yeah. Um, down at U of I, you know, you, like, you just walk out and <laughs> you're ready to go for the day. And yeah. yeah. Um, now it takes a lot more planning, you know, planning with traffic, planning with, you know, all your tools, um, your lunch. You know, I can't forget anything. I don't have time to go home. So yeah. stuff like that. Um, it's It's been good, though, I have to say overall. Like, I do enjoy staying home and um, getting family meals and seeing my family's yeah. dog. So there's there's upsides as well. For sure. No, actually, the reason why I ask is one of my close friends at Kent, he commutes from home. Uh, he's from uh, the Cleveland area. And, you know, it's like a 20, 25 minute drive for him to come to school. So, you know, he has his home responsibilities that he has to take care of with his family and everything that he has going on there. But then at the same time, he has school responsibilities as well, too. So I just wanted to see how it was for you, you know, and why you made that decision to want to come from home. But it's uh, it's respectable. You know, it's actually a lot, I think, harder than it is to just live at home, li live by yourself on campus because you can do whatever, whenever, and stay awake late and go wherever and stuff like that. So I think it's like it kind of keeps you on a track 
when you're kind of living at home too. So <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so having gone to U of I, just like you, I know that like I hadn't found out about podiatry till my junior year and it wasn't even through school. Um, it was through, you know, a friend of my dad's. Um, I'm curious to know like what your story was and how you find, found out about podiatry and, you know, went on to apply and everything like, you know, in that process. Yeah. Um, so I guess back um, between my junior and senior year of college, I had taken the MCAT, you know, I was planning on going the whole MDDO route, um, had known that I was going to take a gap year if I was going to do that um, and was kind of fine just chugging along. Um, but then in October of my senior year, we had had a uh, meeting with our pre-medical club that I was in. Um, and the whole premise of the meeting was to talk to current MD and DO students and just see what they were up to. Um, and we had the meeting and I felt really defeated afterward. Um, I remember there was one girl in particular, it had taken her three different application cycles, um, to get into a school. And so I went home and I was like, Oh man, do I really, am I really committed to this? Is this what I want? Um, not to say that like MD and DO schools are a lot tougher or podiatry schools is easy by any means. Um, but it was just one of those moments I was like, what am I doing? Am I, what path am I on? Um, and then the next morning, actually, I had gone to the library to study, opened up my email and I had started getting emails from different graduate schools since I had taken the MCAT. And one of the emails from, was from Kent State and it said podiatry in the subject line. Nice. And I thought, oh, I'll just I'll just click on it. Like I wasn't thinking much at all. Um, I started scrolling through and seeing all these facts and different information and immediately called my mom and was like, mom, what do you know about podiatry? Um, you know, do you think it would be a good fit for me? And she was like, oh, I honestly don't know anything about it. You're going to have to do all your own research. So um, just started Googling, um, saw and visited a podiatrist over my Thanksgiving break, um, got my applications in, and then the rest was history. So it was a really fast turnaround, but um, I'm glad that I just kind of stumbled upon that email because otherwise I wouldn't have known really well props yeah. to kent state for that right oh, for sure <laughs> i had i had to yeah i had to throw that in there real quick so. <laughs> well i guess kind of going back to your whole story about how you came into podiatry and why you chose it did you shadow any podiatrists or did you uh, go into a clinic and see what a podiatrist does on a daily basis yeah, so I had shadowed um, over my Thanksgiving break for a few days, um, and I was just blown away by not only the variety of patients, but like the different ages of all the patients, too. So he was seeing pediatric patients, elderly patients. Um, some of the cases just seemed um, pretty straightforward, but a lot of them were pretty complex. Yeah. And he was doing surgeries and so I was just kind of blown away with everything that podiatry had to offer. And I knew I wanted to just learn more. For mm -hmm. sure. I mean, going off of what you said, actually, when I was on an externship in March uh, at the place that I was in Louisiana, there was a patient that I saw as young as four and I saw a patient as old as 89. So it's like wow. a, a wide wow. range, you know, and like 
it's it's one thing to like take care of a simple like need for them but at the same time like you have to deal with a four-year-old and you have to deal with an 89 year old and not many specialties get to do that you know in this type of setting because you're actually talking to them a lot of other specialties that are in the hospital there might be like already very sick or you know undergoing some problems that you might not be able to talk with them and relate to them but here it's like you got to talk to that four-year-old and you got to talk to that 89 year old and you got to build a relationship with them somehow and the four-year-olds it's impossible because they're sitting on their like iphones and watching some show while you're trying to like do a physical exam on them and it's like yo i'm (laughs) trying to like do something here and then the funny thing was actually when i was like trying to figure out where his pain was every place i touched he would say that's where it hurt and i'm like uh i don't know how to diagnose this you know so it's like it's 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 very interesting uh exactly what you said and i'm sure you'll see that too in your future when you're out there working in the clinic and uh going on externships and residency thereafter as well too so i think it's a very uh unique feature that podiatry has to give to us as students yeah definitely um so i know that we talked a little bit about the icc um and that you're on the podiatry panel are there other things that you're involved on involved with in school that you may want to share with the listeners? Um, I'd have to say not so much outside of that. Um, Right now, research is taking up a lot of my time. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually just got hired as a tutor for second year. So that's something I'm kind of- Oh, that's exciting. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to working with some of the first year students and hopefully helping them succeed. Yeah, definitely. For what class? Um, um, the way it works for us is um, you just kind of apply to be a peer tutor, and then okay. any class that you had gotten an A or a B in, you're um, permitted to tutor pretty much. So okay. to your discretion, whether, you know, say in the fall you think you can take on one class, you can you can take on that one class or gotcha. you can kind of what you want, which is nice. Okay. That's cool. Um, going off of that, what would you say was your favorite class first year? Um, and what is one class you're looking forward to that we're going to be taking next year? Wow. Okay. So I think in terms of first year classes, my favorite would have to be clinical anatomy and lower okay. extremity anatomy. Yeah. Kind of the, the two back to back I really enjoyed. Um, and then for second year, um, right now I'm really enjoying dermatology. Mm-hmm. I had no idea there were so many different skin conditions. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that literally just in our recap episode, we mentioned, we were talking about how many there are, like how much variety there is in, in dermatology itself and podiatry. So it definitely is a, a lot and it's very interesting as well. Trust, trust me, the words will get you mixed up pretty soon here, too, because they have a lot of interesting terminology to every disease that's there. So get your uh, pronunciations ready, too, because they're, they're, they're a mouthful sometimes. But it's, yeah, an inter- sure. it's an interesting class, though. It's an interesting class nonetheless. Nice. Yeah. So what are your what are some things that you're looking forward to as you go into your second year and even possibly into your clinical year? I know you have a lot of responsibilities in school. Um, you're on the ICC board as well. So what are some of the things that you kind of want to uh, take into in your following years that you're going to go into? And what, what do you want to implement since you're in a, a position of 
uh, authority in the school as well, too. Sure. Um, well, I since podiatry is still kind of new to me, you know, like I'm only a year in, there's still so much to learn. Um, I will say I don't know a whole lot about clerkships. Like I've been trying to learn from third years and learn from upperclassmen and stuff. But I think just taking it step by step is is going to be my approach to second year and beyond. And um, just trying to take advantage of every opportunity you know, um, there's so many different, I mean, I love your podcast. Um, there's other podcasts out there if you're interested in, you know, learning more about podiatry. And I love that, um, some of these larger organizations like APMA and ACFAS, they'll have their own webinars. Um, and you can just kind of learn tidbits outside of class as well. Um, so just kind of taking it day by day and, and that's all, that's all. (laughs) For sure. Well, being a fourth year, if you ever do need any help with externships, I've told Jill this too. You know, you know who to find. Um, I might not know. I might not know everything. I'm, and I'm sure you guys have plenty of students that have gone ahead of you guys that will help you out. But I think that that was one thing. Being a, a student and trying to figure out where to go for externships was a big decision to make. You know, a lot of times you're just almost have your eyes closed and you're picking around the country. You know, and you're like, hey, oh well, you know. California sounds nice or New York City sounds nice or Chicago sounds nice. But, you know, once you hear from people who actually went to these places, it gives you a better understanding of what you're getting yourself into, you know. But Mm -hmm. I think that I think that as you go, you'll figure out who you are as a student, who you are as like a a future uh, physician and your decision about where you want to go for uh, a residency or an externship will be a lot easier um, in that process. But I'm glad that uh, you have that, you know, drive to be able to want to do more within the community, more within your shoal community as well, because I think that's very important. I think that's the reason why we have this podcast is to put word out there about podiatry. And for you, it's within your school to make everyone else know what shoal really is all about. And I think it's school by school, individual by individual and the community as a whole, too. So it's definitely nice to see that others are holding up their end of the stick in the community as well, too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, this is a session we like to call the rapid fire question session. Are you ready, Kelly? I'm ready. All right, Jill, take it away. All right, Kelly. So what is your favorite bone in the foot? All right. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with the cuboid. Okay. Um, I like that it has the fib- fibular sulcus where the fibular is longest muscle runs through. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a neat feature. Nice. Yeah. So would that <laughs> would that be your uh, favorite muscle then? Or do you have uh, another favorite muscle? This is our follow-up question after. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite muscle then would be the flexor digiti minimi brevis muscle it's a mouthful but yeah it does originate on the tendon sheath of the fibularis longus so there you nice. go you're really you're really spitting out like knowledge yeah for the listeners kelly right knows now. her lower she <laughs> yeah. really does <laughs> oh boy <laughs> well she she could be a tutor in that class so who knows she needs to, yeah. she needs yeah. to know her stuff that's, so. that's true yeah okay um the next question is what is your favorite food or let's say like if you could eat one food for the rest of your life, what food would it be? It would definitely be mac and cheese. 
I love Let's all, love. all <laughs> kinds of mac and cheese. Craft mac and cheese. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So this is a question that we've been asking our uh, guests recently um, that have come on. So if you could pick one person that could come on to the podcast and star in an episode, who would that one person be? And I have to follow that up by saying that if you do have a connect to them and you know them personally, hook us up with them so we can get them on this podcast. Mm. Oh, maybe Andrew. Andrew oh, Andrew. Andrew yeah. 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 Actually, it's good that you mentioned that because Jill actually showed me his uh, Instagram page and how he goes on IG Live. So, yeah, we definitely have to get him on, Jill. Okay. Yeah. So, there you go. Do you guys have to re-ask the question for that? No, no. (laughs) You're you're completely good. Patience is a virtue. We waited for it, and now we got Andrew on here pretty soon. So, it works out. Okay. <laughs> but it was a pleasure to have you on here, Kelly. Um, any last words that you want to say to the listeners before we wrap up this episode? Ooh, um, yeah, go ahead. And um, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, I encourage you to take advantage of every opportunity presented to you um, and just, you know, try your best at whatever you do. Um, and then another thing that I'd like to pass on that has really stuck with me since undergrad is um, one of my professors used to say all the time, um, consistency is the secret sauce to success. And it might sound kind of corny, the whole secret sauce (laughs) part, but um, it really is true. If you're consistent at something, whether it be academics, athletics, uh, relationships, you know, put in work, put in, you know, your best and, and you'll see what you want to see come out of it. So yep, that's it. For sure. No, <laughs> that's I really think, well said. Yeah. I love that quote, Kelly. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I think that's the first time I've heard something like that, but props to your uh, teacher, right? Your professor yeah. and undergrad for saying that. Jill, I can't believe you haven't heard that. You went to the same university. Yeah. And you know, the crazy thing is me and Kelly didn't know each other in undergrad. So small world, right? Small world. Now you guys met in big school. Let me tell you. (laughs) Well, now you still met in Shoals, so still in Illinois. That's all that matters. We still got to be friends. We still ended up, you know, U of I to Shoals. So yeah, I'm assuming you're probably. I'm assuming you're probably sleeping when that professor said that quote. (laughs) You know. That's just, that's just that's just my <laughs> guess. That's just my guess. I guess Kelly was probably paying attention and you were just, you know. Yeah, maybe. Could be. <laughs> I could have been thinking off. Who knows? Yeah. Well, listeners, don't don't doze off like Jill. Be like Kelly and pay attention in your undergrad if you're in undergrad. And those of you who are on who are in podiatry school, stay woke and pay attention in your classes as well, because these professors might drop some knowledge on you that you might not have never known before. So thank you guys for tuning in. Follow us on Instagram at soulpurpose20. DM us with any thoughts, any questions, any concerns that you might have, and we'll address those on this podcast. And Andrew, we're looking for you, man. Uh, Silman, I forgot the rest of your uh, Instagram handle, but we'll get you on here shortly. Uh, We'll get you to come and talk and let us know what you're all about and what your page is all about and uh, how your journey started into podiatry. But thank you guys once again. Have a good rest of the day. And catch this episode. Make sure to listen to it as uh, Kelly told us a lot about her past and her future aspirations as well, too. Thank you, guys. See ya.